Blog Talk Radio. Mysteries on the BookSpeak Network with co-hosts Sherry Knowlton and J.M. West. Um, our mystery and suspense novels are published by Sunbury Press and its mystery imprint, Milford House, thus the title of the, the podcast. Um, I'm Sherry Knowlton. I, I write the Alexa Williams series of books, which include Dead of Autumn, Dead of Summer, Dead of Spring, and yes, you guessed it, Dead of Winter. Hi, and I'm J.M. West. I write the Carlisle Crime Cases series. Dying for Vengeance, Courting Doubt and Darkness, Darkness at First Light, Had a Dying Fall, and they feature homicide detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy, who's the rookie. And my newest Snow McCoy mystery, Things Strangled, will be released later this year because right now um, I'm in the editing and revising process. Well, today on our podcast, we have an unusual situation. Um, We had uh, planned to have author April Knight with us uh, to chat about her newest book, Nobody Dies in Kansas, as well as her interesting writing career, which spans a number of forms and genres. Uh, But April has not joined us yet. So we thought what we'd do uh, is uh, sort of respond to uh, the the situation by talking a little bit about April's uh, bio and her books. Uh, hopefully, uh, as we're doing that, she'll join us uh, and call in. Maybe she got detained somewhere along the way. Because uh, for those of you out there uh, who don't know, we do this by telephone, so we're not in the same room. Uh, so um, we'll do that, and um, then if she hasn't joined us, uh, what we'll do is uh, we have a few things that uh, Jody and I can talk about, um, and then we'll wrap it up. So... Uh, first thing, let's uh, talk about our absent guest's bio. Well, when April was nine years old, her teacher asked the class members what they wanted to be when they grew up, and April said she wanted to be a writer. And the teacher and the whole class laughed. And the teacher said April couldn't be a writer because she wasn't smart enough. And even smart people had to go to college for years to be a writer. Well, April began writing stories when she was 12, and at 13, she sold her first story to a national magazine. Before she turned 18, she had over 30 stories published in magazines and proven that to be a writer, all you need is a story to tell. April has published many books, including Nobody Dies in Kansas, which is a mystery published by Sunbury Press, Dig the Grave First, another mystery, but Sweet Dreams and Stars in the Desert are romances. She's also had a thousand short stories and articles. Imagine that. (laughs) Published in various magazines, 
Bus has written a newspaper column for 20 years and contributed regularly to the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Um, ordinarily, I would say, April, night, welcome to the Milford House Mysteries. Well, um, April's book, um, Nobody Dies in, in Kansas, uh, is is her latest. Um, and uh, the way that she describes it is that it's her favorite book because much of it is based on her childhood uh, when she honestly believed she was Tandalea, fire goddess of the volcano. Um, it's The book is the story of, uh, as a fictional uh, book, it's the story of Linda, a young girl who is bullied without mercy at school and who struggles to uh, survive the abuse of a dysfunctional family. Uh, her only friends are imaginary, uh, and she lives in a fantasy world. She's convinced that her mother is planning to kill her, uh, that her father wishes his wife and daughter were dead, and Linda is hoping to live long enough to be 10 years old. Uh, so it sounds like a pretty bleak uh, story. Set in the 1950s, the novel is filled with nostalgia and dark humor. Uh, she says, I believe the readers will enjoy the suspense and will be surprised and satisfied with the final chapter. So um, for those of you who um, you know, are interested in nostalgia, dark humor, and uh, uh, you know, childhood fiction uh, with a fairly dark twist, um, you can certainly find uh, April's books on Amazon um, and other places. Uh, so uh, since April hasn't joined us yet, uh, maybe what we can do is give you an update um, about some things that are going on with uh, Jody and me. Uh, and uh, Jody, I, I know you've been... Uh, mentioning here on the podcast uh, for a while that your next book was um, awaiting publishing, uh, and uh, I hear that you have had some news um, about the, where it, it stands, uh, and yes. maybe you'd want to describe the process that um, it and a typical book um, at Sunbury Press goes through. Yes, the publisher sent me the book yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to look at it yet because I work at the bookery on Thursdays. It's the Bossler Memorial Library's used bookstore in Carlisle. But I imagine it's similar to the other four uh, mysteries that I've already published with them. And um, with the first edit uh, is marked, and according to, uh, you, you can read like the notations along the uh, right-hand column, and then you can accept or reject. And most of the time I accept because, you know, the editor knows what he or she is doing. And as a writer, many times I've made errors that uh, they might be typos or they might be the wrong word, like two, 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 like W-O or T-O-O. And I go, oh, yes, my goodness. Um, that the editor catches those things. I feel very fortunate that, you know, I do have editors who pay strict attention 
to not only the content and the grammar, but the structure, you know, as well, so that they can give me um, suggestions and about how to improve the book, like you need a transition here, or I missed the, how you got from one scene to another, so maybe we need something that uh, bridge that uh, gap. And so it, it usually takes for me, because my books run, you know, 300-some pages, it takes around three months to do, um, well, let's see, the very last book, How to Die in Fall, actually went through about eight different revisions. Um, it's sometimes I like one, in one particular book, I had to like remove part of a subplot um, that the editor was just, uh, just, just felt that it was too negative um, and almost taboo. And so I, I just go ahead and, and follow their suggestions and, and edit and revise and, you know, according to their instructions. I find that that's the most, um, not the easiest, but that's, that's the best way to approach the editing and writing process, a revising process. So, Joan, mm-hmm. um, what, what do you estimate, um, I, I know since you're just beginning, uh, you, you don't know for sure, and there's lots of variables, but w- what do you estimate the length of the process will be with all the different steps and when readers might see your new book? And, and look, give us the name of it again, too. It's called Things Strangled. And the uh, fifth installment of the Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy mystery series. And this one has a subplot about Frank Woolworth. Um, and because there are reenactors who come to Carlisle and um, they're reenacting the opening of his first store. And I got them to Carlisle because they, the director thought there were too many tourists in Lancaster to fill it, where the first successful store truly was. Um, but I'm anticipating that it'll be out in the summer. I want to say June, July, and August. I'm hoping anyway, and keep my fingers crossed, that we can keep it on track. I hope so, too. Well, why don't you tell us about your? You just had a big book launch in Carlisle with your with Dead of Winter. How'd that go? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I can talk a little bit about what's going on with my um, sort of marketing campaign uh, and book tour uh, around my new book, Dead of Winter, um, and that's the fourth book in my Alexa Williams series. It, it came out. Uh, at the end of February, uh, and um, we had a, a book launch in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is near where I live, uh, at Whistlestop Books, which is uh, a small bookstore um, that is a great independent bookstore that's been here um, in the Carlisle area for many, many years uh, and is one of, uh, oh, at one point, you know, bookstores, independent bookstores looked as if they might become a dying breed, but now they're on the upswing. But through thick and thin, uh, Whistle Stop has been there, and uh, they do support um, local authors to the extent they can, you know, with limited time for events and so forth. 
but uh, Jeff Wood, the owner, um, agreed to uh, host my book launch there, uh, and it was really quite well attended. Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit about the new book, Dead of Winter, uh, and also read a couple passages from the book. Um, later, uh, Jeff told me that um, I had the the best book launch in terms of of attendance and sales uh, since Richard Russo was there. Which I mean, my gosh, he's a very famous uh, yeah. <laughs> author. So <laughs> I, I was really pleased by that. Um, I, I'm also in the midst of uh, a series of book events uh, throughout the East Coast, basically. Uh, I was in Pittsburgh a, a few weeks ago um, at Mystery Lovers Bookstore, which is a lovely little bookstore in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Um, I was in Center City, Philadelphia last Thursday, like a week ago, at Shakespeare and Company, um, which is um, a new uh, expansion of the uh, Shakespeare and Company that uh, has been in Paris since the early 50s, 1950s, uh, and now they have a, a branch in New York City and one in Philadelphia, and it's a, a lovely little bookstore. Um, I'm going to be at a, a few more bookstores, uh, one in, uh, in the end of May, um, at the, um, Island Bookstore in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm going to be, you notice a beach theme here, I'll be at mm-hmm. Bethany Beach Books in, in June 24th. So hey, it's summer. Why why not go to the the beach? Uh, Absolutely. And uh, then there is a, a non beach uh, bookstore appearance in on Saturday, July twentieth, in Boonesboro, Maryland, uh, at Turn the Page Bookstore with several authors. Um, Nora Roberts uh, is involved in that. She's uh, I guess a a major uh, personage in Boonesboro, Maryland. Uh, she has a bed and breakfast there, uh, and uh, she does a lot of book events at Turn the Page. So she'll be there along with me and several other authors. And for those of you who don't know her as Nora Roberts, you may recognize her as J.D. Robb. Uh, and then um, written over I, 200 books. Oh, go ahead. I said she's an author who has written over 200 books. So Seriously, she's that actually many? Pretty well known. Yeah, that many. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I guess she's been doing it for many years because that's, that's yes. very, very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah she had, when someone, an interviewer, I read an interview uh, uh, at, when she was at that bookstore, I, I'm pretty sure she might be part owner or have some involvement in it in a way. Uh, someone asked her, how did she write that many books? And she said, butt in the chair, eight hours a day. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that would take a lot of dedication. 
I say, I really. Um, the, the other thing I could probably mention is um, another place, if you're interested in um, meeting authors, that is always a good thing to do uh, for avid readers uh, is uh, check out your local library. Um, I know that uh, Jody and I have um, both appeared at events uh, at Carlisle's uh, major library, which is uh, the Bosler Library. But um, over the next uh, month, I'm also participating at a local author event this coming Sunday at the East Shore Library in Harrisburg. Um, I'm giving a little talk uh, on April 16th in the evening at the Newville, PA, John Graham Public Library. Um, and then another one in our area, Hershey Library, I'm, I'm doing a, a talk on Sunday, April 28th um, as well. But no matter where you live, um, libraries are a great place to go, and um, they frequently uh, have author talks, um, events where they bring together a lot of local authors, uh, and um, you know, it's a it's it's a great chance to to meet authors one on one, whether they're famous or not. Um, it's it's really interesting usually to hear from them, hear about their books, and you can usually pick up signed copies of their books that can be dedicated personally to you if you want. Well, not only that, but not just avid readers, but also um, um, writers, you know, writers who have not yet been published. Uh, That's a good place for effective writers to go to get ideas and hints and uh, stories of a lot. For example, our writers group did a a program at Bossler, saw the book week uh, called A Writer's Journey. And we each, there were five of us in our book, in our in our writing group, and we talk, each talked about our own journey to publication, and it was different for all of us. Um, so for prospective writers, it's also a good, uh, you know, way to get out and find out how the writers do things. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think... Going back to the, uh, you know, sort of what happens when you launch a book, uh, and, you know, it can vary greatly by author, uh, by uh, the what your publisher um, encourages you to do or sponsors for you, um, you know, what your level of interest is in going out on the road as an author and uh, doing a lot of events. And, you know, some authors are in a position that they're able to do quite a bit of it, but others have schedules and children and and other things that make it more difficult. Um, But, you know, the book launch process can really uh, take on almost a life of its own um, if you want it to in terms of events. And as you can see, or here, um, you know, I've got a lot of events coming up, and my um, author page, um, which is www.sherrynolton.com, always has the information on the events that I'm going to. 
Um, you also can participate um, in conferences um, and other events. Um, for example, uh, this uh, over the course of this year, um, I plan to attend uh, for the first time a conf conference called Malice Domestic, um, which <laughs> focuses primarily on the type of mystery called cozy, but in recent years it's expanded enough to include authors like me who aren't quite as cozy. Um, and I would say that Jody's not a very cozy author either. She's no. more of a police procedural type. Um, yeah. There yeah, are. Yeah, my um, books are. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Yes. Yeah, they're they're um, too gritty to be cozy. <laughs> well, that's that's what I thought when I you know when I talked to the the organizer about Malice Domestic. I said, "Are you sure I'm cozy enough?" And she said, "Well, you know, it's it's a little more liberal than than purely cozy oh. mysteries these days." Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to another conference, which is more the Malice Domestic is um, one that invites fans to come in. Um, and to participate. Um, and this fall, I'm going to uh, another conference called BoucherCon, uh, which is very much um, a suspense and mystery fan conference. Um, it moves around, um, and I would say it moves around the country, but I guess it moves around North America because the last one was in Toronto. Um, this year's is in Dallas, so... I'll be going to that in Dallas for the first time. I, I think that should be a lot of fun. That should uh, be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, they say that um, you know, writer or um, authors are really pleased at um, being able to interact with the readers at the conference, and so I, I think that's going to be a unique perspective. Um, yeah, I only this. have one, just one. I just have one uh, because I've been waiting for my book you know, to come in. Um, I just ha I'll be um, doing a program at a Pennsylvania State uh, Library um, in June. Oh. Uh, yeah, and uh, otherwise, I haven't really firmed up my schedule yet for summer and fall. Well, yeah, I know you've had to wait until you can pin down the launch date of your mm -hmm. book, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I could talk a little bit about um, two other types of conferences that this year I'm only going to one of them, but there is a second sort of type of conference uh, for uh, authors that are more focused on author um, development, author networking. Um, there, There's a in, here in Pennsylvania, there's uh, uh, an association called Pen Writers, uh, and mm -hmm. they hold an annual conference. This year's is in Pittsburgh, um, and that's in May. Who's their featured speaker? Um, Who do they have a speech author, a featured author speaking? They do, um, but I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Sorry. Um mm -hmm. Uh, I remember they, I went to one a few years ago. It was Tamara Myers, and she wrote the you know, Rights of Mysteries 
um, but I don't know. I haven't been um, I haven't been a member for several years, but yeah. And last year, um, Gail Linz was um, the the uh, spy thriller author. Uh, she spoke, and and she was very interesting. Um, but for some reason, I'm blanking on the the key, keynote speaker this year. Um, the, there's another conference that I've gone to over the years, but um, with all these other ev- events, I'm I'm going to miss this year. But International Thriller Writers um, also has a, a, a big conference in New York City uh, in early July every year, uh, and that's more of the type that's focused uh, more on authors rather than an author development. Uh, than readers, although there, you know, there are readers and fans um, there. Um, the International Thriller Writers uh, has a oh, a cast of big name authors that come every year, uh, and so it's always pretty interesting. I think that there's um, one other thing that I should mention that I'm doing and and I forgot about that but the the first weekend in May I am also going to be in um a session called Afternoon Fright which is uh, being held at Mechanicsburg Mystery Bookshop um and there's two sets of panels uh that uh, are all mystery and suspense writers uh so so that's a, another thing that's coming up as well, mm. but you know the the other thing um, you know that is also something that writers do and authors is uh, you know try to be featured on each other's blogs and and things like that. Um, so that's certainly something else. If you can't get out and go to a talk or um, go to uh, a conference, a readers focused conference, uh or a writers focused conference if you're if you're a writer too. Um you can always uh do virtual blog tours uh where if you follow you authors or um other folks like um Jungle Red Writers or some of these um, Tall Poppies or or another group that's online, Um, you can learn a lot about books that are out there and um, are about to be released, new releases. Yeah, and uh, you can also, like, uh, I usually uh, post my uh, appearances on my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com backslash uh, crime cases by J.M. West, and I, my or my new website, which is CarlisleCrimeCases.com. Um, so it looks like we've run out of time. It sort of does. Um, you know, um, this was a spur of the moment uh, discussion about, uh, you know, what's up for both um, Joan and for me, but. Um, you know, maybe we'll find out uh, what came up with with April that she was unable to join us and schedule her f- for a future pop- podcast. But in the interim, um, um, I we guess have a, um, we do have uh, a, a schedule. We have our program 
on Thursday, April the 25th from 2.30 to 3. That's a new time since we usually go at 2. Sherry and I will interview Dr. Barry Lippin, who is the author of The Vatican's Vault. Please join us for that stimulating conversation because it's about the conflict and the conspiracy surrounding the Catholic Church that some uh, reviewers have compared to uh, the Da Vinci Code. Um, So that should be an interesting program. And also, as a reminder, in the meantime, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, you can follow us on social media. I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com plus Facebook and Twitter. And I'm on Facebook.com, Carlisle Crime Cases, by Jane West. And, um, again, my new website is www.carlislecrimecasesruntogether.com. So uh, thank you all for tuning into and listening to the Milford House Mysteries. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our ad hoc or impromptu brainiest program. And uh, we will make an attempt to uh, reschedule April night so she can tell us about her store. Or story. Next time we'll be a little more organized and our guest will appear. But until then, have a, a great few weeks until we talk to you again. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.